and welcome. I'm Eric. And I'm John. And this is the Wikipedia Chronicles Clip Show. This is a podcast where we start with a random article, explore it, then follow the links and see where it takes us. This being our 100th episode, we are doing a clip show where we will go to articles we've already been to. The only catch is that we have to start with a random article and figure out how to get to the other articles. And since we traditionally start our show with each of us having a random article and then choosing... It's going to be kind of a one-off. Here are the uh, topics we've gotten. Uh, some of the favorite articles we've done over the course of the show so far. Bird watching. You may not know, but that's actually a really good article. Coin flipping. Creaky voice. Fire strike. Glossary of cricket terms heroin. Hubble ultra deep field. Hydraulics. Joaquin Guzman. Lodge man. Uh, the Westminster School. Lori Erica Ruff. Uh, Mambadan Embu. Which is just fun to say. <laughs> uh, my Bob Barker, persecuted banderists, rugby union, Simon the Cat, Snorri Sturluson, Stur- uh, Space Gun, uh, and Warsythe. Um, we all have our uh, topics on our cards here, and we're going to cross them out as we come to them, if mm-hmm. we can manage to get to any of them at all, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Name of the game, get there as fast as we can, if it's possible to get there, <laughs> and hopefully not be stuck on the podcast recording forever. <laughs> okay, so, all right, what is your starting article? So, this time it'll be a little different in the pitches, right? because we were going to be like, all right, which one of these gets us to any of these fastest? <laughs> Usually we do it just based on what we haven't done before, what hasn't been taught to death, or what is or is not a moth. Um, but in this, yeah, it's, it's a matter of figuring out... How can we get to something like a language that deliberately emits vowels? <laughs> we don't know the answer to that yet. Yep. So we are going to uh, <laughs> do our best and hope. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting out today with the 2012 ATP China International Tennis Challenge in doubles. The Sanchai Ratiwatana and Sanchat Ratiwatana, a dual couple, won the first edition of the tournament against Ruan Rolofsi and Kidapong Wachira Manowang. Hmm. Uh, these are people who originate from countries in uh, mostly, it's, it seems like Thailand. So. Uh, then there's a whole bracket of all the various uh, people below it, and it doesn't say, there's no, of course, in classic Chinese article fashion, there are no links to China. Uh, there are, I believe, no links to tennis, directly, anyway. And there is no see also section. So we are where we are with this one. Um, okay. You go ahead. I have to think about what this might even apply to. What yeah. do you have? Do I you have, have anything better? Oreo frying annulata. Oreo frying? <laughs> it's Oreo like Oreo, mm-hmm. and then P-H-R-Y-N-E, and then annulata. And it is a frog species in the Microhilidae family. Endemic to the Philippines, and um, they are subtropical, um, freshwater lakes, moist shrubland, uh, montane forests, freshwater lakes, marshes, and it is threatened by habitat loss. I'm going to say right now, I don't see any connection to anything that we have on this list. I think. (laughs) 
So we're we both kind of going to have to improvise this at least a little. I, I feel like with yours, we can at least go sports route and knock out the cricket and uh, rugby mm-hmm. articles. I mean, I guess I could see us getting to bird watching through the mine article, but I don't know. Maybe. Also, before we go any further, I should mention that the rule for this episode is that we have to say at least something about every single article we come across. We have we to can't s- just jump yeah. from one to the next without even giving it a fair shake. Yeah. We have to at least discuss what the topic is to yeah, the point to, where you know what yeah. it is beyond just the title. Right. That's the rule. Yeah. So that's why it may take some time. <laughs> no matter how fast we move, we can't just aimlessly <laughs> click on things. And it has to be connected. So. Yeah. We are where we are. Um, but yeah, I agree. Let's start with mine. 2012 ATP China International. ATP China. Oh my goodness. There's way more 2012 ATPs than uh, there should be. What do you say? Uh, international Tennis. Challenge hyphen doubles. Okay. <laughs> 2012 ATP China International Tennis brings up three options. Really? <laughs> there's a main, a singles, and a doubles. Well, it's a good and thing And then there's we one have... for every year, too. Jesus. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So, all right. So we're on here. I guess, can we go to straight to tennis from here? Remember how I warned us against the fact that we can't get to any of the main things <laughs> that we would need to get to, like China or tennis? Well, here we are at that point. Now, I guess uh, we could go to the main ATP tennis challenge. Yeah. That would have to go. Okay. All right. All right so let's so go to that. Okay. It was a professional tennis tournament played on clay courts, which is interesting, as opposed to the traditional grass. It was the second edition of the tournament, which was part of the 2012 ATP Challenger Tour, and it was the first clay court edition, and apparently also the last. Uh, It took place in Anning, China, between the 16th and 22nd of July in the year 2012, obviously. Okay. And unfortunately, we have a link to tennis and clay, but not China, but I think... Well, tennis should get us into the sports area. Let's let's give so it a shot. Let's at least go there. Uh, we are aiming to land at the glossary of cricket terms right now, for the record, I right. believe. Or rugby union. Or rugby union. Either one of those could possibly come up. Okay, so, I mean, tennis, obviously, it's a ping pong table stretched out Mm -hmm. to a field and you have two people with big rackets hitting a yellow a yellow ball about the size of a baseball back and forth over a net um there's specific rules there's a little layout there's uh you know two rectangles and then one bigger rectangle (laughs) it's hard to summarize tennis as it turns out (laughs) you have to hit it in the opposite side smaller rectangle (laughs) Think any net sport, it's pretty much that. Yeah, it's. Have you yeah, played? Net, have you heard of volleyball, ping pong, badminton, badminton? Any of it's those? All, yeah, it's the same. It's all the same. So you know what's up. Wow, there's a link to wheelchair users. It's a shame. <laughs> oh wait, wait, there is. There's a link to wheelchair users. Wheelchair tennis is an article. I'm really sad that we can't. Uh, <laughs> what a time to come across tennis. We'll be back for you, Tanish. Yeah. Another time. Um, but for right now, I see. believe we would need okay. to go to Racket Sport. Racket Sport. Yeah, I think that'll get us pretty close. If not... Okay, so list of Racket Sports. That's uh, pretty promising. It doesn't cricket or... No, cricket doesn't use a racket. Not technically. Uh, it's rugby? Does rugby use it? Rugby uses people's fists. Uh, I guess but, so. and a ball, but not really anything. <laughs> no, really, not really any implements uh, between hmm. the people and said ball. Okay, so okay, there's games. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 
Or ball. Uh, I don't know. I think ball might work. Because we could go to ball rugby. Sport. Yeah, ball yeah, sports. Yeah. I feel like that could come up. Ah, ball gate. Okay. All right. Well, for first first off, list of racket sports. It's a list of sports where there are rackets. Beach yeah, tennis fives. Right. Uh, ball badminton. Badminton. You know, the ones we were you, just over. You, racket literally ball. Literally the list that we just gave you. Yes. Just repeat <laughs> ad nauseum. And you, okay. We have met our requirement. Okay. Off to the article. Ball. A ball is a sphere. You throw it at stuff. That's what the ball is. Okay, let's <laughs> yeah, move. <laughs> yeah, there's... If you don't know what a ball is, I don't know how you've survived this far in life. Right. That's the thing. So, um, let's see. Ball games? Oh, we got a comment, I think. Mm-hmm. Jordan Zimmerman. Congrats on hitting 100, guys. Why, thank you, Jordan. Hopefully he tuned in to uh, hear us say thank you to him. Uh, yeah, hopefully he didn't leave already. Well, you know, <laughs> we will see. Uh, okay, so... There, there's some real-time real time response potential with this, so, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so... Ball games, is that where we're going here? Or, yes. Okay, yeah, because that, that should give us a nice list of... Yeah, I would imagine... We could even get to the word sport from here, so we don't necessarily. We a, okay, from here, from li- from ball game, we have a list of ball games to go to. So, but we if even we have don't cricket find right it there. With, do we? Mm-hmm. Cricket's it's, in this. Oh, article. it's right there. Okay. Ball games, also ball there sports, are any form of game or sport which feature a ball as part of play. Right. So the things that we've just mentioned, literally. All right. Cricket. Here we go. And technically, since we've already gone over cricket, um. Well, we made a rule. Let's just briefly... So, yeah, I mean, for new listeners who haven't come across this... <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we still don't know how to play cricket. <laughs> we still we, don't know how this game works. We did spend an entire <laughs> entire episode, for the most part, trying to figure out how. So yeah. We've watched to, videos of playing the game, and, we still and we're still not sure exactly how it supposed to go the point is the batsman hits the pine cone over the pitcher's head and hits <laughs> and yells hot box and then they start running back and forth yep <laughs> so until <laughs> somebody gets tired until somebody gets tired <laughs> and then they tally up all the points in the five by nine that's cricket yep <laughs> they they have innings they don't really have ends to their games <laughs> if teams do certain things certain ways so let's see we just need to find glossary of cricket terms, and uh, okay, at the bottom uh, of the page, see also list of cricket terms. Ah, uh, yes, that's right. List of cricket terms. And now we are at a glossary of hey, cricket terms. That's one down. A article all about the various and sundry ways cricket can confuse you um, verbally. <laughs> I remember the days when we were trying to figure out cricket. It was, it was days. <laughs> it, we, we agonized about it off camera, off off microphone for a long like, time. We still uh, do. <laughs> it's, it's not just, something we know. Yeah. It's just still uh, mind-boggling. I think you have to like grow up in it. And mm-hmm. you have to be taught it like every day for like years and years and decades and then maybe you'll understand it at some point but um yeah we have like so many weird terms all-rounder who is a player adept at both batting and bowling what's bowling you ask well (laughs) that's because you can also apparently throw a ball along the ground in cricket and have it still do something good yep it's the act of delivering the cricket ball to the batsman. Not the batman, the batsman. So one might think, is it a pitch? And you watch a rugby person pitch, and you'd be like, no. That's that's a bowl. Mm-hmm. He's bowling. Like, if you go bowling, that's what he's doing. And if you golf, you have to essentially, like, golf swing it off the ground yeah. at that point. <laughs> but I don't think that's the point, because there's a ball that's, like, on the thing in front of you. Yeah. I don't... It's, it's like... Upside down baseball. Exactly. Like, if the ground was in the air and you were throwing the ball up into the ground and then the batter hits it like that. I don't know. It's like 
the batter is like almost golfing, like hitting it like a putt, I think, or something. It's they're, along those lines. But they're just I, trying to hit it somewhere so that they can start running around and getting points. Who knows? I don't know. We'll never know. We'll never know. <laughs> exactly. Uh, cafeteria bowling, that's a term on here. It's, yeah, this... Glossary cricketers. Death bowler. Uh, a bowler who regularly bowls during the death overs of a limited overs match. Bowlers are also described as bowling at the death. What is a death over? The final overs of a limited overs match in which a batting side with wickets in hand can bat aggressively and in which bowlers are usually hit for lots of runs. What's an over, you ask? (laughs) Well, an over is like an inning, I think. If I remember somewhat correctly. Okay. No, it's the delivery of six consecutive legal balls by one bowler. So it's uh, just kind of like a ball in baseball. Yeah. Like it's something that's like, all right. It's, you did you enough these, so <laughs> it's not a foul. It's a pass. But, you know. We got to keep moving the game. Yeah. We can't keep doing that. <laughs> I don't know. All right. There, well, yeah. the point is we need. Now we need to get to Rugby Union while we're on sports. So we need to find something that will get us close. Um, Let's try arm ball. I feel like that could be a thing in rugby just as uh, easily okay. as it could be in cricket. There's also the yips down at the bottom. Yips? I feel like that's a general term for sports. It's when, like, you have a bad day or something. Oh. You're kind of, like, choking. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to petition strongly for armball, though, just because I feel like that will give us a way to get back to rugby without having to go back through sports mm. or games. Alright, well, let's go on ball. Let's see. Okay, a type of delivery in cricket. And it's. <laughs> Alright, so we're not going to be able to describe this very, you know, appropriately to you. Uh, it is a variation delivery bowled by an off spin bowler or left arm orthodox bowler. It is the finger spin equivalent of a wrist spinner, slider, or zooter. So, or zooter. there you go. That's that's what it says, <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, that's fine. We don't either. Yep. And I suspect only some people do. Yeah. So. Only millions and millions of some people. <laughs> yeah, it's some... Yeah, using your not... If you're the type of person who uses your left hand rather than your right hand, it's some kind of pitch or bowl by those kind of people. Now, let's see. How do we get out of cricket and into my car? Well, you mean my Bob Bar car? Oh, man. I mean, everything in here is another cricket term. Bat is even a cricket term. Okay, so what do they use in rugby? Is like, are there any? Is there any equipment? There's a bat. There's a couple of balls. Okay, so if we went to bat, is there? It would take us to cricket bat, but we might have oh, another. It takes to cricket. And there, there might be a, like a disambiguation somewhere in there. There should be. Let's, let's right, where, try. Where is bat? I don't even see. It's in the second paragraph. Third paragraph. Under batsman. Ah, there it is. Okay. It's blending in. All right, cricket bat. So yeah, a cricket bat is like a pretty thick. It's like if you took a baseball bat and you smushed it out, and it got real wide. Right. And flat. It's kind of what a cricket bat looks like. Um, oh, no. There is a limit on how big cricket bats can be because there was a rule introduced following something called the Monster Bat Incident of 1771. Okay. <laughs> which we are 
not going to be able to get into, I don't think, but uh, huh. there was an incident where somebody probably stepped to a plate with something that was obnoxious. <laughs> it's like, all right, here we go. And it was like the size of a billboard. It's like, okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's going to be some limitations on this. Ooh, there's a link to India in here. India? We have Man Madan Hambu. That's tempting. So, All right, let's try. Let's if, if we don't see any closer, we might just come back. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like there's any kind of wider bat link here. Hmm. Well, the thing is, India is going to be a better choice for us anyway. Right now, I don't think there's a good way for us to go back to. Hmm. Uh, back from once we came without tra- tracing over uh, exactly where we came from. Okay. Alright, well, let's move on to India. So, pretty sure you know what India is. It's the second most populous country in the world, so you're missing out on a lot <laughs> of people if you don't. Yep, it's over there in Asia, and it's pretty big, and billions of people. So, seventh largest country by area, second most by people. Fun fact, it's a part of its own continental plate, mm-hmm. and houses some of the most ancient civilizations known to men. Mm. And we got a link to cinema of India. Which gets us pretty close. Yes, hopefully... <laughs> I mean, I realize that finding Manmadan Ambu specifically <laughs> might be difficult, but um, India has a pretty famous uh, like film industry, and you know, like almost all of their movies have big musical numbers, like. They do. Regardless so, of what genre it is, it's it all musicals. It's always a big musical number. Um, and, you know, they call it Bollywood because it's, you know, play on Hollywood. And, yeah. So, now we just need to find <laughs> uh, Man Madan Ambu. As it turns out, there's no direct link to Mamadan Ambu <laughs> in this article. Rats. How could we have been so naive? Now, let's see. This this was a comedy, I, if I remember correctly. So. Was it, though? Or was it one of the ones that it was, was also not? It was a comedy. It was, I mean, it was, like, labeled a comedy. But when we were reading the plot, we were like, this is not comedy <laughs> like this is horrible things that are is going on right here cancer so, and car accidents yeah there was so much drama craziness going in this on comedy. Yeah. um hmm. it's gonna be really hard to get to an article that is for a film that's not even notable among <laughs> it's like it's just a it, it did have a. I feel like it had a famous Indian actor, though. So, I don't know if there's a way to get to, like. Indian actors of note? Yeah. Well, let's see. It did star Kamal Hassan, who, very, very fortunately for us, happens to have a name in this article. With a link. <laughs> All right, what's that name again? Kamal Hassan. K A M A L H A A S A N. There we go. All right, on to Kamal Hassan. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> I remember, I remember guys, this uh, guy. Aware and alert as ever. <laughs> All right, let's see if uh, Man Madan Ambu appears in his filmography. Manavan, I remember that name. I forget, yeah, I forget what that one. Because was. well, I think we started with him, and then we were amused at the fact that like Manavan led to Manavan Ambu, 
and we just had to we had to say it we had to make it so that we could have an article from man madan to man madan bamboo oh there is a link to man madan bamboo right in here perfect well well i guess we do have to say something about this guy he was an Indian film actor, screenwriter, director, producer, playback singer, and lyricist who primarily worked in Tamil cinema. Tamil. If we remember that, we probably could have gotten Yeah, we probably could have gotten that way with that pretty quickly. Uh, uh, he won several film awards, including three National Film Awards and 19 Filmfare Awards. He has his own production company, Raj Kamal International, and that has produced several of his films. All right. So, man... Madan And so we have done it. You're only on our... Only took us half an hour to get to two. (laughs) To two, yep. So, I mean, that's a good prognosis. Yep. Oh, man, I forgot about this cover. So good. The huge polo shirt. Yep. It looks like a stock photo, really. It shows nothing about the movie. Yeah. There's two dudes. Yeah. Well, for those who don't know, this is a movie with several musical numbers, one of which is being sung to uh, a wife who is about who is pregnant who is about to get hit and killed by a mm. car. Uh, and it is a blatant knockoff of the Coldplay music video for yeah. the song, The Scientist, yeah. almost frame by frame, except the music is worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the point is... Somebody's wife dies. Somebody ends up having cancer. They end up <laughs> having multiple girlfriends that they're these two guys like switch and yeah. like they cheat on each other with each other. But then at the end of the film, everybody's happy and they all dance on a ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and another thing about Indian cinema is their movies are always really long. Like this is. This is a three-hour movie, almost. Yeah. Two and a half hours, it's uh, a comedy. Yep. A romantic comedy. About Can cancer you and pregnant wives <laughs> being hit by cars. Can you imagine going yep. to an American theater and watching a romantic comedy that was two, two and, and a half, half hours, hours long? I cannot imagine it, I can, the horror of a two and a half hour It's hard long. enough sometimes... Rom-com. No. Sitting through a Judd Apatow two hour like two hour ten minutes comedy straight up yeah. comedy like yeah. good comedy it doesn't even make a difference it's like, just too long it's, it's just too much it's too much for a comedy like too much all at once yeah it's maybe that's why they try to make it so uh, like crazy probably probably now all right so. From here, it's anybody's game. That's true. Um, I mean, we don't have any concepts that have links. It's links mostly to other things, except there is a link to Poetess, to Rehearsals, Cruise Liner, and Cruise Liner may get us close to Boats, which may get as close to Fire Strike. Oh. Huh? Also, Simon Cat, maybe? Also, Simon Cat, maybe. I, also, Simon I, Cat, I maybe. He was I think a, he was a boat for. cat. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, so where's Cruise Liner? Cruise Thunder Ship. Production. There it is. Or, wait, Cruise Ship? I'm on Cruise Liner, but it takes me to Cruise Ship. Okay, it takes you to Cruise Ship. Yeah. Okay. There is a link to Cruise Ship earlier in the article. Nah, nah, nah. nah, So I was... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go to the wrong one. No, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Cruise Ship. So you know what a cruise ship is. It's a big, giant boat where everybody has a party. It's great. Titanic was one. That ended very well. So (laughs) the uh, purpose of these boats is to see how many malls we can put into the ocean. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Taken out to international waters where there are no laws. And no rules. <laughs> now, uh, not to be confused with cruiser. Ah. I'm not sure if that would be a good place to go or a stupid place to go. Uh, let's see. 
I want to see. I'm just going to do a search for the word boat. I'm going to do a search for the word navi. But there's only navi in the sense of navigation. Not navi. Mm. in the sense of navy. Well, well, okay. It's showing merchant vessels. I think that's the only real thing we got here. Hmm. Well, <sighs> I'm not sure about this idea that I have, but I think cruiser might be the way to go. Hmm. Because otherwise we go to passenger ships, and the fire yeah. strike would not be equipped to a passenger ship. I should hope not. At the same time, <laughs> we also have to keep in mind... There is also my Bob Barker. Ah, uh-huh, yeah. So, between those two, uh, we we may have something we also need to do. But my Bob Barker was a yacht, though, wasn't it? Um, it was a yacht, or was it a whaling ship turned anti-whaling ship? I remember I it was it some was, sort of like weird environmental fleet. Yeah, thing. it was. Yeah, it was definitely like a uh, one of those things. Yeah, because it was. They were like, hey, Bob Barker's against, you know, hurting animals, so let's name one after him. Strictly speaking, he's against ca- he's against uh, everything except for spaying and neutering it. Right. But. <laughs> All right, so... Which one should we do? Passenger ship, ocean liner, or cruiser? That's the real question. Yeah, let's go cruiser. Okay. Oh, that was perfect. That was perfect. Look at this. We're on we're on warships here. Aha, there we go. Type of warship. Uh, the term has been used for several hundred years and has had different meanings throughout this period. During the age of sail, the term cruising referred to certain kinds of missions like independent scouting, commerce, protection, or raiding fulfilled by frigate or sloop, which were cruising warships of a fleet. In the middle 19th century, the cruiser became a classification for the ships intended for cruising distant waters, commerce raiding, and scouting for the battle fleet. By World War I, the direct successors to protected cruisers could be placed on a consistent scale of warship size, smaller than a battleship, but larger than a destroyer. Warships, uh, up to 10,000 tons of displacement carrying guns no larger than 8 inches in caliber, uh, it was the standard set forth by the 1922 Washington Naval Treaty. However, the battleship, becoming obsolete in the latter half of the 19th century, uh, makes the uh, cruiser the most powerful and largest naval vessel after the aircraft carrier. Hmm. So obviously they started out being built with wood, progressed to being steam-powered, and eventually became steel. Um, okay, so... I'm looking around here for, like, weapon... things. I see cruise missiles, which could get us in the right ballpark for fire strike. And then there's also anti-aircraft cruisers. But I don't remember um, what uh, ca- uh, 50 caliber gun mounts. That was, of course, pre-World War II. Let's go through World War II here. So it's going to be later in the history of cruisers. It was, If I recall correctly, Fire Strike was some sort of laser device, like yes, a laser cannon that was meant to be uh, mounted upon the back of a cruiser or a battleship. But... As it's a giant laser, and as cruisers are the largest ship left uh, that is not an aircraft carrier, I would imagine cruisers are, in point of fact, the only ships that a thing such as the Fire Strike would have been planned for. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe anti-ship missile that could uh, just in the right area. Well, yeah, e- either that or anti, anti, anti-submarine, anti-aircraft, anti-something basically is what we're going to want to try uh, to yeah. see if this will work. 
Yeah, I think we're just gonna go anti-ship missile and hope that it brings up something. Anti-ship is the article that we are going to. Anti-ship missile. All right, so guided missiles that are designed for use against ships and large boats. Most anti-ship missiles are of the sea-skimming variety. So, um, we just have to see if we can find something about lasers or something about these kind of weapons in general. Something called a close-in weapons system. I don't know if that would be something where we're heading. Ooh, electronic warfare equipment. That would that be sounds. Yeah. Yes, like it, it might be in countermeasures somewhere. In the article countermeasures. Maybe we should just go to the article about countermeasures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that can work. Let's try that out. Although it might take us too broad. You can always narrow back in. That's true. Oh boy. <clears throat> this is all military countermeasures. Okay. But we can take that. Okay, so a countermeasure is a action taken to counter or offset another one. As a general concept, it implies precision and is any technological or tactical solution or system often for a military application designed to prevent an undesirable outcome in the process. The first known use of the term was actually just recently in 1923. Countermeasures did not exist prior to 1923. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And yet they show a picture of like a castle wall, which definitely is a countermeasure, (laughs) but... Great Wall of China countermeasure. (laughs) Well, I think you were right the first time uh, there, Eric. I think... uh, Electronic countermeasures is still mm. our best bet, if not anti-aircraft. Okay. Or maybe the Strategic Defense Initiative. Uh, hmm. Wasn't it part of the Strategic Defense Initiative, the Fire Strike Program? It might have been. Why does that sound familiar? I mean, maybe it just sounds cool and comic booky. That but at could the same be. Time, hmm. I have a feeling about that one. Oh, we could try it out. Let's go. Oh, look at that. There is a giant shield and stars <laughs> flying into space from the Earth. That, yeah, come on. <laughs> the word laser appears in this article 90 times. 90 times? Laser well, as weapons. As soon as my computer connects to that article, I'm all about going through and looking at it. Okay, cool. Well, all right, here we go. I looked at the term laser weapons, and unfortunately... It's, I mean, there is an article, there's a part of this article called Space-Based Lasers. Oh. Well, we do have space gun to get to as well, so. So maybe we'll end up going to something else we didn't intend on getting to. <laughs> but hey, you know what? At this point, you know, that's progress. That's something we will take. Hmm. Okay. So, laser, is there any kind of link to laser weapons? Not to laser weapons. Just a laser. But if we get a laser, I suspect we can get to laser weapons. Right. Which would then take us to Fire Strike. I'm pretty sure we were on laser before we got to Fire Strike anyway. Yeah, that would be the uh, easiest thing to, to do, for sure. Um, just need to find which one of these has a link. To actual laser. There's X-ray laser. Did they not have a link to just laser in here? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, no, they don't, do they? Oh, there it is. Laser. Attack from above. <laughs> Laser. Well, we can go. We can do it. All right. Space base. I can't believe space base lasers didn't <laughs> get us there, but we have to go to laser now, so that's fine. All right. A laser is a device that emits light through a process of optical amplification based on the stimulated emission of electromagnetic radiation. It's a pointed beam of light. 
is what it is. <laughs> it is it is a point of beam of light that doesn't dissipate over space, so you are able to project it upon something very precisely from very far away with very little energy loss because all of it stays within the beam. It's very focused. Um, different lasers have different colors, different uh, mediums through which they are projected and such so that they have different strengths. You can use them for mild applications like pointing to specific things as was popular in the late 90s. Or you can use them for things like slicing James Bond in half, which was popular in the late 60s. <laughs> um, they have uh, a lot going on, uh, most of which is done through refracted light, uh, processed through some sort of prismatic thing. And um, they're really fun at raves. Really a good time, good time at raves. <laughs> but of course, there's a whole lot more to it than that. A lot of calculus that we really, really don't have time to get into. Uh, however, in this article, there is a citation, there is a link to the, uh, press release on the Firestrike 15 kilowatt tactical laser product. Is there? There is. It is an external link, and I'm not sure why it's there, because it isn't used <laughs> necessarily as a citation. However, um, using that link, we can figure out what the military refers to it as, which is a laser product, a tactical laser product. Uh, tactical laser product. Tactical high energy laser has a link. Does. And I think that might be. Where where is this link? As weapons. It is yes. under as weapons. Weapons. Tactical high-energy weapon. All right. So going into there, we can see not what we need to. Why it's is this? Gotta so be in here somewhere. How did we get to fire strike last time? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Laser weapon. Hmm? It was a product. What? What? Maybe. Is it not a weapon? No, it was a weapon. But they call it a lot tactical laser product. It was even produced by uh, Northrop Grumman, which is mentioned in this article. <laughs> <laughs> List of laser articles? Uh, there's... Uh, well, under laser weapons... <sighs> it's definitely a laser weapon. Is it an advanced... Tactical laser? Yeah. Let's let's try, try that. Alright. Okay, this looks promising a little bit. Well, an advanced tactical laser is a program uh, that was a U.S. military program to mount a high-energy laser weapon on an aircraft, initially the AC-130 gunship, for use against ground targets in urban or other areas where minimizing collateral damage is important. The laser was a 100-kilowatt-class chemical oxygen iodine laser, or COIL. It was expected to leave a tactical or to have a tactical range of approximately 20 kilometers and weigh about five to seven thousand kilograms. The program is distinct from the airborne laser, which was a much larger system designed to destroy enemy missiles in the boost phase. 20 kilometers is a pretty effective range. Yeah, that's a long distance for a laser. It's still like be lethal. Now, um. And here we have a link to list of laser articles. You think that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You should All get right. get broad again. Okay, right. list of laser oh, articles. Okay, so F Fire Strike <laughs> done. Fire Strike. That was go. a list of laser articles. This is Fire Strike. It's a laser weapon. It's a solid state laser weapon. That that's the solid trouble. state. Solid state. Ah uh, yes, gotta love Fire Strike. All caps. Also known as JHPSSL, which isn't quite as catchy. Much more marketable <laughs> that way. Now we know exactly what to look it up by next by next time. So yeah, this was 2008. It's uh, was um, introduced. Reportedly, the first solid-state combat-ready weapon for uh, of, of that was a laser. All right, so we got fire strike down. Oh. Is, you think we can get back to Space Gun at all? <laughs> we 
got to try. <laughs> Let's try Northrop Grumman. Let's just uh, go through okay. them. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, a big, they're one of the only two links we have here. That's true. Uh, so we may as well try it out and okay. figure out. Because it's Aeroface and Defense Corporation. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Space Gun. Maybe. You can hope. So, Northrop Grumman Corporation is an American global aerospace and defense technology company formed by Northrop's 1994 purchase of Grumman. The company was named the fifth largest defense contractor in the world in 2015. It employs over 68,000 people worldwide and has revenues of $23.5 billion as of 2015. It ranks number 124 on the uh, 2015 Fortune 500 list of America's largest corporation and ranks in the top 10 military-friendly employers. Currently, it is headquartered in West Falls Church, Virginia. It also has a uh, logo that is almost exactly like the Stark Industries logo and the <laughs> Lockheed Martin logo. Let's see. Well, they have aerospace systems, yes, but... They don't do space gun. The space... Well, I guess the space gun was a general topic, but I remember it was like the Germans were the ones... It was a huge deal in that it was like... It was something that could shoot into space, wasn't it? Yeah, they were trying to shoot stuff into space. And we found out about the space gun through what was called... Project Babylon. That was uh, Saddam Hussein's try at building one of these things, if I remember correctly. And by remember correctly, right. I mean weed Wikipedia <laughs> while it's in front of me right now because I want to be able to continue to figure out how to go go forward <laughs> legally here. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, I just got my computer back up and running, and there was a link to Solid State Lasers <laughs> in the laser article. <sighs> Oh, man. If we had only known. If we, if we could retain some of this information that we absorb every week. I don't know if absorb is the right word. Oh, yeah, if, that's what we need to be doing, I guess. Right. We, mm. we need to actually like meditate on what we have learned. <laughs> there needs to be like an unwinding session to our podcast for the next 100 episodes <laughs> to see if we actually can retain some of this information. Yeah. We could be actually kind of smart if we, you know, let this let, the, let reading things teach us stuff. <laughs> so, wait, are we still on Northrop Grumman? We are still on Northrop Grumman officially. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe aerospace would be the way to go here, or defense. Definitely defense, because it's a gun. Yeah. Aerospace sounds more floaty, like NASA, like space shuttles. Gun sounds uh, defense. True. We can do defense. Alright, yeah, let's go defense. Which takes us to an article strictly about the military. Well, it's not so bad. That's alright. That's the broadest, that's, the, that's like a <laughs> nice raw ball of clay. We can do whatever we want to with that yep. and end up somewhere with something. I'm different. sure we can find uh, something about guns and Guns and roses. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So, I mean, you know what the military is. Army, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, Air Force, also known as Armed Forces. It's basically your country's defense against other countries, which ironically is also a military defending against you. So, uh, but we got on the side here, this is a part of a series about war under which there is battle space under which there is space no there's a link to space warfare there we go so that might be the right place to go let's go let's right. go to space, space warfare. warfare it's combat that takes place in outer space which is classified as outside of an atmosphere Suck uh, on that, low-orbit fiends. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay. So the ground attacks the sky. Also counts. 
So from uh, here, there is warfare. no mention. There rail are mentions guns. of rail guns. Rail guns is how we got to space guns. That's where we, that's where so we have that's to where go. We gotta go. Rail right. gun is that really cool gun that one girl in Metal Gear Solid 2 has. <laughs> that's what it is. But for real, it's a use of electromagnetic uh, uh, forces to launch bullets, which means that similarly to how electromagnetic forces are used to launch the light and lasers, yeah, they do that with a bullet instead. <laughs> Much more direct effect. Um, Railgun uses a pair of parallel conductors or rails along which is a sliding armature that is accelerated by the electromagnetic effects of a current that flows down one of the rails into the armature and then back along the other rail. You know, unfortunately, I was thinking, like, railroad. Because I remember we were... Which is kind of... It's one rail? Like, it's one <laughs> rail or two rails? What? How do we rail? Because uh, we were on... Uh, I remember we got to the space gun article from guns that were put onto trains. That was a good time. So, that was a good episode. Yeah. Oh, space gun is a link in this article. Hot damn. Go down to the sea also's. We're heating up. All right. Space gun. Here we are. Hello. One more space gun. in the bank. Did it. Ah, finally. All right. Okay. And, you know, I guess uh, we'll just um, say here that that will be a stopping point for episode one. Mm-hmm. And we will, of course, be continuing on. But <laughs> we will. Right into episode two. 101.1 is done. But, uh, yeah, so that'll be episode one. And... Um, to be continued.